Well, that's a very challenging gospel. What should I say? Right? Because, you know, it's, it's a challenging gospel, but it's very interesting because we need to see what is Jesus saying at that moment. So I want to go, I want to begin with the idea of wisdom first. So the first reading is from the book of Wisdom, chapter 9. The whole chapter 9 is King Solomon's prayer, asking God for wisdom. We recognize, and many people know that, oh, yeah, Solomon, we know him because of wisdom, because he was wise. But he, didn't, he wasn't born with that. He, will, he asked God for wisdom. So I invite you, when you go back home or after Mass, there are Bibles in front of you. If you want, you can read the whole chapter 9 of the Book of Wisdom because it is beautiful. We only read maybe six verses, but you can read it, not now, later, uh, the whole chapter 9, okay? So, because it's important to ask the Lord for wisdom. Most of us have huge knowledge and we want to know many things all the time. The kids are always very concerned about learning. And uh, we have seen the kids, the, the favorite question many times is why? Well, we're going to this place, or we're going to do this, why? Well, because this and that, but why? And, and why, and why, and why, right? Because they, it's, it's, uh, they want to know. Uh, and it's something natural in the human being. We have a natural desire for learning. We want to know. And so we need to ask the Lord, because one thing is knowledge, and another thing is wisdom. Those are very different. Knowledge is part of wisdom, but it's not the whole thing. So based on the readings, on today's readings, I'm going to give some elements about wisdom, but they are not all of them, just in case after Mass somebody says, oh, Father, you didn't talk about this, that is part of wisdom. Okay, I'm gonna speak just based on the readings today. There are many more elements to wisdom. The first element is that wisdom comes from God. Knowledge comes from God, but God gave us a mind, and we put that mind to work, and we learn so, many so much stuff, and, and, and we know many things in this world. But wisdom is a gift that maybe many people don't have it because they don't have the conditions around them to be able to open their eyes and see and in that way, they can become wise. So we have that gift that comes from God. So the first element in that idea of wisdom is detachment. And in the gospel, we, this is a very challenging gospel, and, and we will see that this is a lifetime journey. Christianity is a lifetime journey. What Jesus is saying here, it's a huge challenge that we are not going to uh, get there tomorrow or next weekend. It, it takes uh, so much time. Jesus says something about detachment that it's very strong. In the translation that we have, it says, if anyone comes to me without hating his father and mother, wife and children, brothers and sisters, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. You see, it's the word hating. We don't have that word in Spanish. In Spanish, I think the translation is to postpone. If you don't postpone family and wife and all of the children. But in this translation is hate. If you don't hate them. So it's very strong. 
So, but the idea behind this is that we need to get detached from all things that don't allow us to follow Christ. So in the idea of wisdom that I'm saying, if we really want to become wise, we know that we have to get detached from some stuff that will not help us see clearly some situations. So, for example, in that idea of hating, it's, it's not that I'm going to hate my mother and father and that's why I'm a, I'm a priest. It's not that I hated the idea of having children or getting married and that's why I became priest. That's not, that's not the point here. I'm, I'm talked to them many times during the week through uh, um, FaceTime and all these videos, right? Because I love them and that, uh, it doesn't mean that if I follow the Lord, I'm going to hate them. But there are many times that maybe some people become a, an obstacle to follow the Lord. Some people might become an obstacle to follow the Lord. And when I say follow the Lord, it's not just going to the seminary or going to a convent or a monastery to pray the whole day. No, no, no. Follow, following Jesus Christ, following God means that we are going to love, that we are free to love other people. So in that way, if someone or something becomes an obstacle for me to love with freedom, then I have to be strong enough to cut that down, that relationship or that situation that doesn't allow me to love freely. Let's say you have a neighbor who is very annoying and it makes you angry all the time. And you want to continue with this neighbor and, and this situation have you uh, very worried and you, are, you don't have peace, you don't have freedom to love really a person, then you need to cut that situation down. How? Well, you need to, I don't know, boundaries or some kind of uh, situation that is going to give you some peace and freedom to love. If I want to love, if I want to become a disciple and my family is an obstacle, well, I need to speak with them and say, I want my freedom, I want to follow the Lord, I want to love, but then there is this situation. We need to have a dialogue in the family in the, with husband and wife. We cannot be just talking about the other person who is getting closer to God and then we leave that situation like that. We need to grow deeper in that relationship, but we need to be very clear of what we are doing here. So that's one thing, the detachment. The same with possessions. If there are some things that, if I'm watching TV the whole day and I don't have time to go and, and, and love the other person, then that is becoming an obstacle in my way of loving the other person in becoming a disciple of the Lord. You see, there are some situations and some things there that might be an obstacle and that don't allow us to see clear and have that wisdom that the Lord wants to give us. The second element besides the detachment is that we need to have an informed conscience. Many people want to vote, right? Elections are coming up. So people ask, who should I vote for? And all of the, I'm not gonna say anything, but we, even in voting, we need to have an informed conscience. How does it work? Well, I need to know what's, uh, uh, what's uh, 
the moral teaching of the church. I need to know the commandments from God. I need to know loving our neighbor and, and everybody else. I need to see what are my principles and my values that, that is based those bases in my conscience, and by having my conscience informed, I'm able to make a decision. So if I want to be wise, I need to have my principles, ethical principles and moral principles, very clear. That's another thing, an informed conscience. And the last one is that we need to grow in the idea of the dignity of the other person. Remember the second reading speaks about St. Paul and a child called Onesimus, and this child is not a child, he's a man, but Onesimus is a slave. The letter is from St. Paul to Philemon. Philemon was a person who became a Christian, but Onesimus stole money from Philemon. So Onesimus went away with that money, and for some reason, Onesimus and St. Paul came to the same prison, and that's where they met each other. So St. Paul is sending Onesimus back to Philemon, who is a good Christian, who is a, a good man in, in, the, in, in the city of Colossus, and then he is sending Onesimus back to him with this letter. And St. Paul is asking Philemon to welcome Onesimus, not anymore as a slave, but as my own heart, as my son. You see, he's changing that relationship. He's restoring the dignity of Onesimus in front of his own owner up to that point, Philemon. So if we want to be wise, we need to have very clear that the other person has dignity, that the other person needs respect, and the other person is like me. Because if we don't have that clear, then is when we have injustice in the world, inequality, and then there is violence and hatred because we think that we are better than the person next to me. And that is not wise. So let's continue to pray to the Lord, especially if you go back to Wisdom chapter 9, that the Lord will give us the gift of wisdom that we will be able to see very clearly his messages every day. He sends us so many messages every day. We pray, we ask the Lord for many things, Lord help me, Lord help me, and we think that the Lord doesn't answer us. We need to open our eyes, our hearts, to see that through other people, through situations in our daily lives, he is telling us something. And if we open our eyes and our minds and our hearts to God, we will be able to be wise. Let us continue to pray for that gift from the Lord.